Hey there, I'm James McKinvin. And I'm Dagobert. And you're listening to This Indie Life. This Indie Life follows the journey of two indie hackers as we navigate the good, bad and ugly, attempting to turn our indie hacker dreams into reality. Each week, you can tune in to see what progress we've made to achieve those dreams. Sometimes it'll be good news, other times it won't be going so well, but we promise to be open and honest with you. In this episode, Dago talks about how much he's enjoying a podcast and his plans for maintaining momentum for his Twitter growth course, which is amazing, by the way. I'm also thinking about momentum in the new year after crossing £5,000 in leather wallet sales in the run-up to Christmas. There is no sponsor this episode, but if you're keen to get your product in front of hundreds of indie founders and developers, head to indielife.fm slash sponsor. Let's get into it. Dago, we're back. The last couple of weeks we've had sort of Black Friday and sales and launches happening. So there was a ton of updates. What have you got for us this week? So this week I have actually nothing uh, <laughs> because of this. Because like I have nothing. I'm still like, you know, finishing the bonuses of my course. I'm taking longer than expected and I feel bad about it. I actually sent an email telling people, oh yeah, it's going to be, you know, later. And that's a very bad feeling for me. But at the same time, I can't fight it. I have to, you know, it's just like I, when you finish a big launch, you have to take it easier before you start going hard again. So right now I'm in that phase where I'm taking it a bit easier, even though still trying to finish this thing so I can send it to people and they're happy. But yeah, not a huge update. I was just thinking, you know, after last week's episode, I'm starting to be very happy to do this podcast. Like it's just fun. And we also, I mean, people don't necessarily know this, but like we kind of have kind of like optimize the way we do it. Now it's like the perfect balance. We don't record too long and yet long enough to have fun and keep it natural. You know, initially I was stressing out about, oh, we need to release every Friday. But then you showed me that it was, you know, not important. And I agree with that. So I don't know, like it feels like I got into the pod and it's like episode nine now. And I don't know. I'm just very happy to have this. I don't know if it's going to succeed. I really hope so. And I think it can. And I, I'm aiming for like 1K or 2K followers, you know, in the next few months. That's my goal. We're going to try to do that. But at the same time, I'm just enjoying it so much. And and I know you are too. So that's making me very happy. And it's like a good part of my week to do this podcast. So I just wanted to take a moment to say that, like, I love doing this part. And that's my big, like, reflection of the journey is, no, I mean, my product update is that, is that I'm happy to do the podcast every week. That's good to hear, man. And I, I feel the exact same. And I think we both thought early on in the show that we weren't too sure if we were going to continue it. Like yeah. two, three, four episodes in, we were thinking, man, it's not worth it. We were arguing so much about it. And I feel exactly the same now. The last two, three episodes have been really fantastic. I messaged you earlier saying, I, I don't I don't check the downloads. I'm not too worried about that because honestly, I'm more excited to just show up and chat with you and get your thoughts on my projects and keep myself a little bit accountable and on yeah. top of that, we've got people listening that send us lovely DMs or feedback or interesting points from the episode. And it reminds me a bit of Logology or like, it took us a while to find a way to distribute it and to have customers. And it was very hard for, well, almost a year. But from very early on, we had people say, oh, we love the product. Like people who really fell in love with it. So it wasn't big, but it kept us going because we thought, okay, we have something. The, the thing I love about podcasting is the relationship you build with people that you might never have met before. So 
they're tuning in and listening to 25 minutes of us each week. That is a lot more time than they might spend with your tweets, with your blogs, with your YouTube videos. That is a lot of time listening to your voice and understanding you as a person and getting to know you. And so people that I've met in person that have listened to this, No More Mondays or Indie Bites, know me. And that's really nice and fun. Yeah, it's a deep connection. We create a deeper connection with people. Agreed. And what? How's how are sales carrying on after Black Friday and all the set, all the excitement? Are they still coming in at the full price? Yeah, you know, once Black Friday was over, we went from basically thirty sales a day to five. So that's a big drop, but that was expected. And again, my goal is to have like two or three per day, and we're happy as long as it's long term. And now that's exactly where we are. Like we are actually more than this. Like today, which is kind of like afternoon. We had two. Yesterday, we had four. Day before that, we had six. Day before that, we had seven. Before that, four. Before that, ten. So, like, it's rolling. And, you know, this month, just with the course, I mean, if I take the course this month, we have $2,400. And Logology, we made, like, four. So, that's already, like, 2800 And we need 5 k to pay ourselves a full salary, each of us. So, that's huge, like, having more than halfway after like six days in the month it's crazy and like where's your head at with the with the extra stuff you want to do for logology the positioning kind of stuff and the promotion of the course well i think my body is taking it easy because my body feels that i won like it's okay now we are making (laughs) money but my head tells me need to finish this bonus need to finish it i have a responsibility i feel guilty like and so that's what's forcing me which I think is necessary to, you know, to finish it. But it's okay. I'm not working super hard. Like I didn't have a hard week. Like I work less than like a full day every day, you know, like uh, I'm doing a slow week because kind of like, you know, because it's the winter, because I'm like tired, because all of these things combined, then, you know, being after Black Friday, the big sales are behind me. So there's this kind of relief. So yeah, I mean, I'm just completing this kind of like in a slow and enjoyable way. But yeah, man, my plan is just to keep that, you know, to keep the course on the back burner, just keep it alive, not necessarily do many updates. I will keep my eyes open if there's something happening with like Elon Musk or a big change that I need to <laughs> update it for. But, you know, beyond that, I'm just going to let it live its life and focus on logology. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's the dream. And I basically have this asset now that is bringing me money passively. I mean, semi-passively, because I still need to be active on Twitter to be visible, but, you know, that's it. And, yeah, so I'm in a great place mentally where I'm just like, cool, we're making money, can relax a bit and take it easier. And then, you know, in the next few weeks, I will start ramping up work on Logology, moving to a new version and doing it, you know, rebuilding it. And that's going to be way more exciting. But for now, it's kind of like resting. Well, I, I'm actually really happy. I'm, it's good to hear because when we first started this show and you were in the lead up to your course, you were working like an absolute madman. It was true insanity. And it's funny, we've, yeah. we've almost done a switch at the moment <laughs> where yeah, where I, where, when we started, I was not working very much at all and I didn't really have much direction. Whereas now I'm working ridiculous amounts up till 4am finishing edits so I can fit everything in feeling a ton of energy in the run up to Christmas but I'm I'm planning on when the new year comes around just 
taking it easy if I can keep up this current momentum. Right, what's your tweet? Oh my God, you did another one that's gone really well. Yeah, that was yesterday. So it's a tweet about two homeless guys talking. And so the first one is asking, how did you get up in poverty? Gamble, drugs? And the other one says, I just left a software job to build a startup. And, you know, that's like the whole thing about we have very high paid job. I mean, especially in software, but even not in software, yeah. even if you're like in UX design, like anytime you work in these kind of startup companies, you can make a lot of money very quickly. And so there's a huge change when you start your own startup and you don't make any money. And then suddenly all the, all the things that you can buy that you can, that you're used to, you stop being able to afford them. Or in the case of James, you get in debt, but you know, in any case, <laughs> you know, just teasing. Okay, not uh, very nice. I like one of the comments below this meme, which was, I'll never understand why anyone will go all in at the very beginning. It's possible to work on a side project and if it gains traction, go all in, which I think in some, I know I, I, I kind of believe in that, but you had an interesting response, which was you tried to side project for years, but you had low motivations to do hard things once I have my fat paycheck and you're exhausted from the main job. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah, I mean, when I was in my 20s, I was making money either as a consultant as a consultant, or at a job and I kept trying to do projects, but it was very hard to be motivated because I always had to focus on money first. And then once I had the money, I was relieved and I didn't have that much motivation to do anything else beyond, you know, playing video games or doing bullshit stuff like this. So, yeah, for me, it's not until I decided to quit my job and actually be like, okay, I'm going to throw myself into it, take the risk, spend my money. And then, you know, I was like, I had like a fire under my ass and I had to move and I had to do shit. And it's very scary, but it's also... Well, it works. Awesome. So what's been up with you this week, James? Dago, I've had another insane week. But before I tell you about it, just wanted to give a big shout out to my friend James Sowers, who when we announced that this show was going live and I got a domain that I wanted to buy, but I didn't have any money to buy it, he very kindly sent me the money to buy indylife.fm and I said James how can I thank you he didn't want anything in return I said at least can I give you a shout out on the podcast to say thank you and he said that would be that would be cool but could you do it a little bit later on in the show maybe episode seven eight or nine so I wanted to do a big thank you to James Sowers for for getting us the domain and treating us to it yeah thanks James I mean we have the craziest good domain now indylife.fm I love .fm domains and it's it's like the most indie gift, isn't it? Or not indie, the most nerdy gift that someone could buy, yeah. a domain. Very oh, mate, you, you'll absolutely love this. James has just purchased 12 edits from me. You kind of can't see that. Wait, the guy we're doing the promo for right now? Yeah, that guy. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Okay. You need to keep that in the edit. That's crazy. You're literally getting a notification that he's hiring you for something at the moment of us recording the shout out completely randomly. So, oh. yeah, there's something with this guy. Yeah, there's something. Well, well, he, honestly, he's so lovely. He's been giving me a ton of help with the wallet e-commerce business. He, he has a pod called Work in Sessions. He's recently bought Productizing Scale, which is Brian Castle's old thing. So he's doing good stuff. 
But anyway, yeah, thank you, James. On to my updates this week. Dude, the sales keep coming for the wallets and it has been so much fun. It has been absolute insanity. I checked my, my numbers just before. I'm up to four and a half thousand pound in revenue for the past 30 days rolling. So from like the 14th of November, which I think is when it all kicked off, four and a half thousand pound from the wallet business. And I have so much energy towards it. I'm having so much fun. I had like a craft fair that I did. The craft fair, I made 130 pound. That is like the best craft fair I've ever done. And during that, I had my second best day of sales ever, which was 800 pound. It's funny because this money is very different to SaaS money or sponsorship money because it's not all profit. In fact, I, I like did a cost breakdown on how much profit I was making for each item. Like part of that money as well is £10 shipping for each order. There's been like 60 orders. So it's like, yeah, £600 of that is just for shipping. And yeah. and like the cost of the materials, I've obviously invested in tooling. So the new machine, which we'll talk about in just a sec. I put in like a £700 leather order the other day. And so, yeah, that so little of that money has been profit but i thought yesterday i'd calculate how much each wallet costs me to make and so i sell them for 49 pound retail per item it costs around five pound in materials cost so just for the leather Mm -hmm. alone it's then another probably one or two pound for the thread, the tokenol, the other materials that I use to create the wallet. It's then mm-hmm. another two pound or so shipping, sorry, packaging. And then I, it's a, they take me about an hour to make. And if I set that as a 25 pound an hour rate, the total cost for the wallet comes out at around 31, 32 pound, which gives me about 17 pound profit, which is about 30, 40%. Yeah, you're right. When you said, we're not used to it in SaaS because it's not all profit. And it's funny because like most businesses, they're not all profit. It's really something about creating online products that like everything is profit. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think of increasing the price or something? Yeah, I've had a lot of conversations and thoughts about increasing the price. It's, it's weird because when it's working, I don't want to touch it. There are a ton of optimizations and changes I want to make, but I'm scared to touch it at the moment. But I need to. I need to increase the price because I don't think 30, 40% is a particularly good margin to work with. That is keeping the cost quite low and it's paying myself. Like if I pay myself £25 an hour, that is still quite low. But of course, the hourly rate plus the profit is mine as a one person business. So. But if I wanted to scale it beyond and I was paying someone £25 an hour, that's how much it would kind of be. What I love, though, is that you're working your ass off and you're enjoying it. So it's really not that James is lazy or doesn't want to work or whatever BS. (laughs) It's just like James needs something that he's passionate about. And it's crazy how in like six episodes we went from me working 70 hours a week and you doing 20 to almost the opposite and yet we're both happy you know like we're both just like following the flow of things and it's very interesting to to witness that exactly and it's been so nice dago to have my mojo back i feel like myself again for the first time in a long time it's been a real crazy couple of years for me depression and not being able to figure out what was wrong but having these two three weeks of a ton of sales coming in and doing something that I really enjoy and I'm really passionate about is just 
it's very fun and I really want to keep the momentum up. I think that like the last day for shipping to the US, which is where most of the orders are coming from, is the 15th, so next Thursday. And I've been very fortunate. Orders have been coming in every single day consistently. Still most of them from the US. I assume they're gifts. People are still seeing them from the tweets. I'm sharing a lot about it. I've changed my Twitter profile. And I'm thinking then it might slow down a little bit. And then it's how do I keep this momentum for both myself and the sales so I can convince myself to keep doing that after Christmas, basically. So I'm enjoying it at the moment but I've got to be aware it might kind of stop or need to be reined in and then focus might need to shift back for the podcasting, but maybe I can keep this energy up with like a higher baseline of sales for the wallets each month. Yeah. And I think it's very hard to predict. Like last year when I did my first Black Friday with only Logology, we had lots of sales. And then I was expecting that in December we'd had a very slow month and we actually had one of our best months ever. And then January mm. too, which I didn't expect. And so so that's why this year I was more confident that the sales of the course weren't going to go to zero. Because I think even though we can assume, oh, maybe they're buying it for Christmas or something like this. Maybe it's just that the Black Friday and being tweeted by the huge account that bought one from you and tweeted about it. It's just like, it just created more awareness. And then people will buy them. They will buy them because of like Friday, but they will also buy them because of Christmas. And they might also buy them because it's just fucking January and they want a wallet. I just got an order. You just got an order for a wallet again? Yeah. Awesome, man. Congrats. Oh, it's the best feeling. I love seeing them. I like wake up most mornings and see an order and it wow. doesn't stress me out that I've got like 40 more wallets to make and not enough leather at the moment. It's just, it's just fun. I love it. Sorry to interrupt you. I just got that and I thought it was an apt. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so I was just saying, I think, I think we, we, you have to see. Like, you have to wait and see how it goes. But that feeling, man, of like, just having a slow month still be a good month, that's the best, th- best thing. Like, my wish for you is that, like, without doing anything more, like, in January, you sell, like, I don't know, 1,500 or something? Or 1,000? That would be awesome. And that's, that's likely so like we'll see but i don't think people just buy because of like big promotions or the holidays but maybe that's because i'm in b2b and not b2c but yeah we'll see i'm definitely getting that feeling of pushing the boulder down the hill which i've never had before everything has seemed like a slog the sales are just coming in i don't seem to be doing that much for them yes i'm sharing a lot more on twitter and there, a lot of them are coming in from the US and from Twitter, from Lenny's tweet. Yeah. But like the last 10 or so orders haven't had like the discount code that Lenny shared. They seem to just be coming in organically, which is so much fun. I can't explain how it feels compared to my other projects, just having these sales come in regularly. And it would be lovely come January if I'm if it's still going. But I know like the work I need to do to scale it beyond just Twitter in terms of distribution is the youtube content is the tiktok is the reels i want to get on it before this christmas rush ends like make the most of the momentum and then oh yeah use your energy to set in motion exactly that's a good idea and then come january hopefully i'll have like a, a a system of pushing out the content so i can begin building those channels 
So come next year, yeah. I'm going to have a huge business thanks to all the hard work I've put in growing those channels. Damn, you're on fire. Yeah, it's awesome because like you can, you now have a ton of energy for building the wallets, which is really all you need because like it's a good product. People love it. So just need a shit ton of energy to create all the content and keep growing it. Exactly. Well, so. one one very exciting thing happened and I just mentioned this. I managed to buy, oh, I think I told you last week, I bought the machine that I really wanted and it was like my dream yeah. machine when I first started leather crafting. It's basically a big cookie cutter. It was 50 kilos. It came from the States. I've had a blast using it. It's made orders so much easier to do. It's made them so much more consistent. So the quality is increasing and it was just so fun to to get so i'm i'm dead happy with it and it like it was a lot to spend on it but i could justify it because of the sales that were coming in yeah and now next year when you take over the world you know you need that machine to take over the world next year so yeah that's my updates on the wallets sales are still happening i'm feeling dead excited about it and i just hope i can keep up the momentum while also not getting too distracted by spending all time on it but to your point last week about just spend double the time and still do your edits and still focus on getting those done but like indie bites is stuffed a little bit this edit is stuffed a little bit because my head is so on the wallets at the moment cool and then my final update away from the wallets is i did my first video recording that was the day after our last recording got set up went fantastically like surprisingly smoothly for a first go and have edited like half of it i can't wait to see how that show grows and the money that hits my bank account when I invoice them. So did they commit to more episodes? You know, the the infamous 6K a month? Yeah, well, not 6K. So we are committing to two a month for now, for the start, which I think is fair because I don't think one a week is feasible for them, for John, to book guests. We've never been able to get to it. And I think it will be more manageable for them from a budget point of view to do the 3K. It will be better for me because then I only have to resource one week. But that's awesome because like, if you have 3K plus the wallet business, you have it's actually even better you know so i i, I agree yeah I'm, I'm dead happy with it because it gets us into the groove of it and then hopefully once we've done it for a few months they'll begin to see the value of it and then we can right let's let's go and do our our weekly awesome i'm very happy to hear that now let's just finish with england versus france which is coming up man well uh, ne next week when we record one of us will be the only team left in the World Cup. And I'm sorry to say, it will be England, <laughs> the only team left. France are looking fine. And Bappe's looking pretty good, as he always does. But I'm telling you, Kyle Walker has got Mbappe in his pocket. And you will not know <laughs> how to cope with Jude Bellingham firing through your midfield. Phil Foden just dominating your defence and Harry Kane finishing off his pudding. Not to mention the sheer leadership of Jordan Henderson in midfield and Harry Maguire oh knocking God. in headers left, right and centre. I, I just don't know how you're going to contain it, to be honest. <laughs> it's so funny because I have zero fear in me of the English players. And that's terrible because I actually think this year they are very good, but I'm so used to like the English team lacking something you know like Mate, leadership no or, lacking complete package you know or like there's always something lacking with the english 
And so it's always funny to see like you have the best league in the world and yet your team on the national level never performs. We'll see. All right, man. Great chatting. And I will speak to you next week when one of us is left in the World Cup and it will be, will be England. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we'll see if you can recover from that. Okay, cool. But All right, bud. See cool, you later. But- Thank you for listening to this episode of This Indie Live. Hope you enjoyed the chat between me and Dago. If you want updates on the pod, we're on Twitter at Indie Life Pod. I'll pop the link in the show notes for you. And a reminder that if you want to sponsor the show, you can do it at indielife.fm slash sponsor. Stay indie. James out. <laughs>